Hi, this is Emily the Songbird, the host of the Beauty of Aging podcast series and co-host of the Beauty of Aging TV series on channels 17 and 71 in Santa Barbara. Our topic for today is celebrating the crone, and I am thrilled to introduce my guest for today, Tracy Sean. Tracy is an award-winning author who has published two novels, The Grace of Crows and Floating Underwater. Her short stories have appeared in Literary Brushstrokes, Psychology Tomorrow magazine, Steelhouse Review, Literary Journal, and two of her poems were published in the poetry anthology Wounded, I Healed, the Poetry of Strong Women. And she is currently working on her third novel. Tracy, I'm so excited to celebrate you today. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very well. <laughs> do you feel celebrated? I, I do by you. <laughs> well, that's how I always feel around you. I feel Aww. like your presence is an incredible celebration. And I am just so excited to be here to, today to celebrate you and all that you bring to the world. Thank you, Emily. I, it's, I'm excited to be on. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Well, we are, our topic for today is celebrating the crone. And you, um, we had talked about this, well, I watched this incredible speech you did about the crone. And then I saw that you had published a blog post called Accepting My Wrinkles. And yes, you may call me a crone. And so that was, I mean, what a title, right? <laughs> How many of us want to accept those damn wrinkles, right? <laughs> so I'm curious how you came uh, came up with this idea of the crone. Where where did that come from? Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I was doing research on while well, I was writing this speech of. Why? Why have women been so maligned throughout the years for getting old? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I came upon all this, you know, mythology and fairy tales about how older women in and and old tales, you know, were depicted as the crone, as the nasty old woman, and and. And then what were the reasons why, why this was, why older women were depicted this way and is uh, because of the fear of women because older women are powerful. Mm. They, you know, they have gained a lot of knowledge through the years and they're oftentimes, I'm not going to say across the board, uh, uh, and especially in the past, more assertive, learn to be more assertive than their younger self. So mm. there's, a, especially in patriarchal cultures and societies. Mm. So that is part of the reason. There's many reasons why it has been maligned. And so now it's 
now. It's still happening yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and from there, I took so many quotes as I I, I took three pages of notes from this from this <laughs> blog. So I'm going to share a couple of those if that's okay. okay of course. You yeah. said, "quote After all, the older woman is imbued with knowledge, wisdom, and maturity, which, to the very least, raises the hackles of our patriarchal system." <laughs> so yes. that really, and so. Um, so there is, there's that power, right? And there's the fear of that power, right? And you also talked about how that image was often, well, the, the origins of the word hag originate from old English word for witch, right? Yes, so there, yes. it's dangerous. She's, she's dangerous and dark. And so there's an avoidance of that. What I'm interested in, and it's interesting how, you know, we as, as women, that fear comes in. Are, are you thinking that fear comes in for men or just everybody? Do you I know feel, what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I when I was writing that, I was I was thinking that it probably when all the myths and the fairy tales were created, I I feel like that. From my guess, it was more from men, and I feel now it's also from women. So afraid. And I'm saying a general re we yeah. of you know feeling pushed out and feeling ignored and feeling like we can't keep up mm -hmm. if if our faces age naturally because there's mm. such a push in our culture to you know you're not relevant if you don't look relevant and and um, I just think it's. And again, that's a generalization. I don't think that's true everywhere, but mm -hmm. I do feel like that's really, it's sad. And I think there is a huge pressure on women like never before. Mm. Yes. You talked about, and this is another quote that, you know, feeling pushed aside, made to feel not good enough if they don't look good enough, right? Which is a code yeah. for young, right? The value right. comes from looking young, right? Yes. Looking fresh and young. Looking, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and you talked about how that it relates to a loss out on job opportunities, not to mention potential love interests if they don't get work done. Yes, right. the injectables, lifts, laser treatments, and complete smorgasbord of nips and tucks. <laughs> I love that quote. I love your writing. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And you also, you also talked about a crumbly jawline, sagging neck, and crepe paper arms. Very great. You are so good with your imagery. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and, and what I was saying about all those is that, no, I don't particularly like all those things when I right. look in the mirror. And how could I? I mean, I've been conditioned since I've been born looking all the images on TV advertisements, magazines, glossy magazines. I mean, if you're alive on this you know, in this culture and banana woman, you're going to, you're going to be influenced. So yeah, of course I'm a human being and, um, 
I don't really go, oh, yay, yay. Now I have crepe paper arms. How wonderful is that? No, I don't. But, well, but, but what you said is you have come to accept. And I think that acceptance, I actually came to that the other day. I was really, I went back, I had recently gone through this breakup, as you well know. And, and I, I got to a point where I was kind of clinging to the past, you know, the images Mm. glorifying the past. And I was really suffering because of it. And then there was a certain moment that hit me after all the emotion kind of moved through me. And I thought, you know, I was able to have this acceptance that I didn't like it, you know, that that I was still nostalgic about the past. I didn't like that things weren't as they as they were in the past, but I could accept where things were now and Mm. that, you know, and and that acceptance was so huge because I think it is the acceptance that allows us to energetically, vibrationally move on. And since age is really a a number, how we act out the energy that motivates us is ageless. Don't you think that that, that's the case? I think too. And I agree. And of course, and I, I said that in the article, I, I am going to continue to eat mostly healthy, not 100% because <laughs> then I'd be unhappy. Yeah. But I'm going to eat and, and exercise, you know, I'm not going to just go, okay, you know, I'm over 60 now. So forget it all. But I want to feel good. But there's the reality. I, you yeah. know, there is the reality. I am over 60. I do have arthritis. I can't run like I used to power. Um, So there's that acceptance. And to add on to that, you know, where we are in our lives, you know, we all kind of feel like we still have that little kid in us, the teenage, the rebellious teenage. Yes. Do we have 20-year-old and on and on. Um, And they're all part of us. And also, as we move through the world, we have different, you know, I was that little funny kid. I was that Mm -hmm. rebellious teenager. I was a young mom um, Mm -hmm. going through all those stages. Then I was, as you have referred yourself, you know, I made it now I'm the, <laughs> the, the crone I am the crone and you know the, part of the acceptance is you know I want to actually you know I feel th- accepting the way I look because now I am more of a mother grand slash grandmother figure and you know younger people know they can talk to me more maybe things mm-hmm. I am you know mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to be out there um trying to stay looking young I'm trying to keep honing my writing craft and trying to contribute to this planet in a in a meaningful mm-hmm. way so and part of that mm-hmm. meaningful way is now being a crone 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. And not being attached to the roles, it, like you've been all of it. And, and this is something I've reflected on in, and because I don't have children my, my own, I'm not married. And so I didn't live that life per se, but I was very, very dedicated to my students and, and my families and being the teacher. So I, I do think I got attached, you know, to this role. And I do feel like I'm releasing more and more of that to see what is beyond the roles, you know, and, and I mm. love, can I share some more of your writing? Cause I just love of course, it. Of course. So <laughs> you said, um, what I want to do is continue to write, connect with others and appreciate my life. I want to show the world who I truly am, an old lady. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that really fits you, but yes, you may call me. I see you as a goddess, but yes, you may call me a crone who isn't afraid to show the indents of worry between her brows, the late night reading shadows of sleep deprivation under her baggy eyes, the laugh lines around her mouth. I want people to know that they two are safe to be themselves. And I loved that because that, you know, by showing your true self, you do give permission to others to be that and to not hide their light um, of the truth of who they are. And, and, and that hiding, I think, really does happen. It, it, we marginalize our, our seniors and our crones and our menopausal mermaids, right? <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, when I was doing research on this, I started to research on like how many facelifts are done. And I saw an article, or I might have read it in the New Yorker, which was really, because I don't, I'm not Instagram, but how all these young women uh, on Instagram, young women are getting their faces done, going to these plastic surgeons to look a certain way. And, you know, as I said in my article, if a woman, man, whoever chooses to do this, and it truly, truly makes that person happy, you know, more mm-hmm. power to them. It's, it's all about choice, right? I, mm-hmm. It's not like I don't judge if people's choices on this, but I do, I am sad. Our whole culture's pressure yeah. and, and, and certain people do <clears throat> bow down to that person, maybe aren't happy and still feel hollow and feel like, oh, gosh, now I look this way. Is my life any better? And I just, you know, I, I, I'm kind of going out into a bigger realm here. But, you know, it, the unique beauty in both young and old and middle aged, the unique beauty. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't, I, I hope we don't that doesn't get all smoothed over. I, you know, I'm sure there's still people not, you know, doing plastic surgery, but you know, like Barbara Streisand, she didn't get her nose done and she is gorgeous. She would not, I, I think if she got a tiny little nose, 
I, she sure. wouldn't be Barbara's person. <laughs> I don't know. I always think of Barbara. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I, um, I, I think I watched a couple of shows. I'm always on YouTube and I listened to a podcast too. And it all kind of fed to the same thing about getting to a certain stage or these stages in life where we don't have to play these roles anymore or as strongly. Mm-hmm. And, and when we can release those roles, we can actually be, as you said, be who we truly are and we're not divided. Our attention doesn't have to be divided, right? So, so and we don't, like, I remember years ago reading, uh, there was some sort of poem, I think, uh, when I'm old, I'll wear purple or something mm, like that. I remember so that. that. Yeah. yeah. That we don't need to be concerned about how society, going back to that idea of the crone, that, and and actually, you know, what's interesting that I just thought about is the connection of the crone and the artist, right? That sometimes when we're younger, we're afraid to show our true colors, you know, because we want to fit in, right? I want to fit in with the, you know, the mothers may want to fit in or the, you know, whoever, like fit in with the roles I'm supposed to be a teacher so I'm supposed to act like this you know and um and and this show that I watched the other night it was really good this woman was turning 50 which is where I'm coming up to is that and and she was a teacher and she was a mother and she had been married for 23 years or something and recently divorced and she didn't know how to move on because of all of those projections of society like who am I now and she kept having breakdown after breakdown because she didn't have you know that definition that role to step into and so she was just out there in the abyss but little by little she started to put the pieces together of the brokenness of how she felt in a creative way you know what do I like oh you know and and her husband it was kind of interesting because her husband her ex-husband and her ex-boyfriend from high school came back into her life and they both at, at a certain time wanted to woo her back, you know, and she was really discovering what she wanted now in her life. And she ended up going with the ex-boyfriend from high school because she felt more of the energy of the freedom of what she was like school you know and so and and it can come in so many different forms but I think when we release those expectations that we have of ourselves and that others that pressure like you said then what we can do is we can explore what do I want to do what do I like how do I want to express and how do I want to be of service these you know these last couple decades on the planet that I have what matters to me most right right yes yeah Yeah. and I think you know and those those roles sometimes can hem us in and those expectations so you know my age may say well you know I'm supposed to just be a grandmother I don't know put my energy in that now if they truly want to do that awesome (laughs) that's great but if they're also yearning maybe to go continue their art let's say artist 
or even start something new, yes, then you know, break out of those those roles that are pushed upon us. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I remember um, a quote, I think it was from the artist way that talked about, well, what age are you going to be by the time you finally learn to play the piano or you finally uh, learn? Look, the same yeah. age that you're going to be if you don't, right? I, yeah, that's a <laughs> Good, so good I mean, point. it's yeah, and and I remember there was a, a woman. There's a woman who um, wants to take piano lessons with me, and she is in her 80s, and she has been diagnosed with cancer, and she, you know, and but she's always had this dream to play the piano, and I'm so excited because now she is inspired to follow that dream. So it doesn't matter whether you're rounding your 50s, 60s, 70s. 80s 90s right if it, because I think like you said and you referred to this and and this is you know this is what I wrote about in in my book an Odyssey of song is that we have all those different energies within us we have that inner child and that inner child to me is always about those creative dreams right so if you want to write a book or I mean you want to step on the stages and speak your truth and you know whatever is it is, but to go into that playful place of the child and go, what is it that I want to do now? But to bring the strength and the courage of that crone or that menopausal mermaid, right? That can step into the maturity of what it takes to navigate perhaps the pressure or the expectations or how to move through that and really stand in your power and, and uh, voice your vision. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. And I, I think uh, along, along that is that I think that bottom line, people have to remember that if they're going to assert themselves to be who they truly are, to find their passions. And of course, life is a we have responsibilities. Yeah, you know, a woman who may be in her 70s pursuing her art will still, if her daughter-in-law needs her to babysit from time to time, you yeah, there, you know, and you, you have to pay bills. That makes you're an artist you don't really like. To, <laughs> I don't know anyone <laughs> that really likes to pay bills, but um, <laughs> you know, all have to clean the house, scrub the toilet. Yeah, it, it's about it's a balance, and yeah. but. But beyond that is, is when we are, we take care of ourselves. And you and I personally were talking about that and bowing out of things that no longer work for us that aren't, you know, aren't the responsible things for our friends or family, but maybe we're in a group and realize that group doesn't work for us any longer. Maybe someone's in a writer's group or an artist group and they're not getting fulfilled by it anymore. It's, you know, it's okay to goodbye to that. And what, I mean, the bigger, huge, bigger, bigger picture is I think that people are afraid to assert themselves sometimes. Women are afraid, they're, they quote unquote, you know, oh my God, I'm going to let myself go if I don't keep up the injections or this or that. But really, bottom line, whether or not you're in a relationship with someone, you hope that person's going to 
And if they don't, uh, goodbye anyway. And then you hope that, you know, you find a partner. I, I, I mean, I'm married, but let's just say, and I parted ways. I don't, I still don't think I'd want to do all this because I don't want to attract the kind of men that are only two if she looks young enough or fresh enough. Mm-hmm. I want to be uh, I want to be with a guy who maybe is really old and crumply himself and we can <laughs> sit on the couch and eat chocolate together and drink tea and discuss literature. So I mean, <laughs> That's so funny. as you say that I have a little crumpled chocolate in my hand. I've had some chocolate before. People are like, yeah, is there a name for the man that if, if crone is the woman, is there the, yeah. I, oh yeah, men don't get those names. Yeah, they, get, they, they get distinguished and debonair <laughs> and he has character. Yeah, they are mm, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and then also, I mean, uh, along with your friends, right? Yeah. If someone if someone isn't going to like me because of the way I look, you know, oh, I don't need that yeah. person in my life. Now, and I said this too in this, and for men and women and everyone, is that there are certain jobs in the entertainment industry. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've thought about that, you know, if I was an actor – Maybe I would because maybe I still would have a passion for acting and uh, would hope to, you know, still get roles of maybe the, but maybe they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever reason. So again, I don't judge and it's just, I'm upset with our culture as a whole about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of of your question sorry about that oh no it's all good and um and I think it goes back to me what I'm discovering about others and and myself is that acceptance is a beauty of its own you know when people are struggling in their own skin you can see and feel the suffering of that you know that there's a lack of contentedness but when people are accepting the skin whatever phase of life that it's in there is a beauty there is a light that shines and it it you know it is again i'm going to use this kind of eternal name and and i think um you know the crone has that craggly kind of sense to it you know and the crackly voice and all of that <laughs> and that has a place for sure but it's a character and and i think that you know to really step into the beauty of aging which is what this podcast is in the in this in the tv show is about is really discovering how we can embrace and love ourselves in wherever we are whatever stage yes. we are oh, in. Oh, God, I, very, very, <laughs> very true. And this yeah. is so anecdotal, <laughs> but I've just noticed when I go grocery, that a lot of times, it's just my, my bias, right? But I notice a lot of times women my age, a little younger, older, who are, have aged naturally, I, they just 
they just, a lot of times they just look happier. They look comfortable in their skin. And a lot of, it's not, not all the time, but a lot of I see women and you can still tell someone is my age, even if their skin is all uh, smooth or somehow, I don't know what, what it is. Yeah. I was discussing that with a friend. Somehow there's always, you can tell, oh, okay, that's a woman my age or 65 or 70 or 75 who's had work done. Um, a lot of times that person, you can, that's kind of a discomfort in them. Um, and I hope I don't upset anyone saying that. Because again, I'm not saying it's across the board. I'm just saying that yeah. I see it. And this is my bias, of course. I'm, I'm no, it's not a scientific survey absolutely. by any means. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and my sense is, and this is the, the last thing I'm going to say, because I want to make sure we can promote you here at the end of the oh, show. Thank but, you. Um, um, the, the last thing I'm going to say, and I think it goes back to what I was, what I was talking about was that self-love piece of things and, and, um, is that compassion, right? That, that if we have compassion for ourselves and for each other, it doesn't matter because we're all in it together. Right. We're all in this life together. And right. what I find is that if I stop judging myself, you know, if I look at a new wrinkle, you know, the, the, ones, <laughs> the newest ones are around my lips. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, 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 like, and they've appeared so quickly, it seems to me. And then I, I use this tape to like tape my mouth shut so I can breathe out of my nose at night. Like these what? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, but I'm like, you know, that ju if that judgment comes, if I can just observe neutrally and I can go, hmm, that's so interesting. <laughs> Look at those new, you know, those new lines. Wow. But, but what, what tends to happen is the judgment comes. It shouldn't be this way. I should, or I'm doing something wrong, right? Like I shouldn't, this shouldn't be happening. Mm. And that on top of it is a really unloving, unkind way of speaking to myself. And when we judge that of others, we're not able to have that space of compassion. So to me, because I think because it's vibrational as well as physical that when we're actually able either to take lightness in in that or we and or we're able to have that space of just nurturing and compassion wow you know look at this i you know i really love myself um and i love this process and and you know okay so maybe i don't love it maybe i accept it right <laughs> maybe love is too strong of a word but maybe we can get to a place where we can appreciate because we have more wisdom, because we're not so afraid to speak out, that we can really appreciate the gifts that come. And I think one of the gifts that comes, and I feel this very greatly with you, is an open heart. You know, I don't feel my heart is closing more as I get older. I feel like it's opening more. And it's a real visceral sense of like, oh my gosh, I, I thought that this morning, Tracy, I was like, you know what? I've got this body. 
and I'm not going to ever have this body again in ever. Mm. You know? Right. That's so, a good point. Yeah, it's a, no, that's no. a good, it's a really good point. And, yeah. and, you know, when you see, when you're going back to what you're saying, see women and men and people, everyone who are truly comfortable in their own skin, no matter what they look like, no matter whether work done or not work done, no matter yeah. their age, yes. you know, when someone's comfortable in their skin and they love themselves, it does radiate out. Oh, yeah. comfortable around them you do yeah, yeah it's that yes absolutely it's that that marion williamson quote it's not our it's not our darkness that most frightens us it is our light who are we to be gorgeous brilliant and talented actually who are you not to be there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so others feel more secure around you and i think mm. that whole shrinking thing it's like shriveling up we don't <laughs> need to shrivel up mm. Right? No. And, and I just, you know, and this is, this is the final thing I'm going to say. Okay. I really see you as a beautiful woman inside and out. I really see you radiating as a goddess through your writing, through your speaking, through your friendship. And I just, you know, you are one of the most radiant, beautiful women that I've ever met. And so I wanted to just share that with you. Thank um, you, Emily. And thank you. And I, I feel you and I have a big smile on my face. <laughs> Thank you. We're really yeah, well. <laughs> well, this is all about feeling good about who we are. And, and I think that if we can remind ourselves and through this podcast, if those who are sitting there right now who are feeling bad about themselves, feeling left out, feeling old, feel if they can hear our conversation and there's some sort of spark of inspiration that comes then we know we've done good work today you know what I mean that yeah, I hope so. yeah I get yeah. Uh, yeah and I just want to reiterate to the point of who do you really want to attract and be in your life yeah. anyway yes so if being yourself uh pushes some people away take a look at that and if being yourself some people remain a lot of people remain of course and you attract other people then then that's 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 amazing that's a gift yes absolutely absolutely well tracy thank you so much I thank am you emily so so grateful for you coming on this beauty of aging podcast Yay. <laughs> and I want to make sure my guest for today is Tracy Sean, an award-winning author, and she's published two novels, and she is working on her third, which maybe on our next podcast, we can talk about that. And I know, so Tracy, I know you have a, um, a um, audio version of your book. Is that correct? Can it's, I it's, I just approved it. And so it's okay. going to come out in 10 days. And I'm really excited about it because narrator, I, a lot of people audition for it. The narrator, Shelley Reese, amazing. She just brought the book to life and I was listening it, proof of it. I was actually crying at parts uh, of my, uh, of my uh, own writing because of the way she did. She uh, is awesome. 
and and that's my cat. He agrees. <laughs> Don't you, Manny? Oh, so, oh, yes, Marcus this old crone has two black cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, where where can um, our listeners find you and listen to your audio? Where is the best place to oh. find you? My website is tracyshawn.com, T-R-A-C-Y-S-H-A-W-N.com. And, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other places online, you can find both my first novel, The Grace of Crows, and it's about a woman overcoming anxiety, something I know very well, by the way. <laughs> oh, that made yes. another podcast. I and, know, it'd be another one for sure. <laughs> and then the latest one, Floating Underwater, is actually about a woman coming into her own power. She has visions that she's actually fearful that they can make the future, change the future. And she comes to accept her own life and accept what, you know, her own path. And that one was really fun to write, by the way. There's some magicalism in there. So I love readers and I will go if people invite me to on Zoom or anything else for, you know, online book their book clubs I come and talk about the book and I answer their questions mm -hmm. that's super fun but yeah mm -hmm. I I write readers I don't just write for myself I mm -hmm. really like connect to readers so mm -hmm. love it I love it well again thank you so much Tracy thank Tracy you Shaw. Emily my wonderful celebrated guest today on um, the beauty of aging with grace and um, yeah so this is Emily the the songbird signing off and wishing you a magical and musical day blessings <laughs>